We've got a jury coming up very shortly. This is an old subject made new in light of the events of the last week. It's somewhat entertainment related, somewhat politics related. The jury not too far away. Then after eight this morning, breaking at eight, and also Colin Dorber, the CEO of the uh, Lockyer Valley, to talk about the shortage of tin beetroots and pineapples. Tin beetroot? This is this is a, a, a direct assault on the fabric of our existence in Australia. <laughs> I think How are you going to make a real hamburger without tin beetroot? I don't think that's overstating it at all. Uh, Dave in Blakeview has called into the program. Morning to you, Dave. G'day, guys. How are you? Good, Good thanks, mate. Dave. Good. I like to thank you for the meat tray on Friday. Oh yeah, mate. Was it good? It, it was all right, mate. But I could I couldn't I couldn't go by without topping it up. <laughs> uh, You're a big um, eater, mate. I well, I'd psyched myself up for a tomahawk. <laughs> yeah, but, fair but, enough. But the boys didn't have any. But they had a couple of bricks of short ribs. So Ooh, one nice. of those come home and a couple of extra pieces of porterhouse. Oh, beautiful. Mum, mum, mum grabbed a jar of pickled onions off the shelf. So I knew where they were going, but he met worse than pickled onions on chats, biscuits and black bottle brandy and cake. Oh, mate, now you're talking. I'm, I'm still dreaming about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, nah, all good, thank you, guys. No, nah, not at all, Dave. We, uh, we, we love laying on the meat trays. We love supporting the local independent, often family-run butchers. So good on you. Good call, Dave. I've got a thank real you. craving now for a bit of Jets and pickled onion action. Magnificent. Uh, Sharon's called in. Morning, Sharon. Yeah, good morning, guys. How are we all this morning? Yeah, yeah good, well. thank you. Good. Um, I'm just ringing. I've just driven past the burst water main that's just happened on Stradbroke Road at Newton. Uh, it didn't get reported in your new news report, so I thought I'd ring up and let everyone know that it's happening. Well, you guys are often quicker than the news, Good on Sharon, you, Sharon. our eyes and ears out there on the road. I tell you what, we're going to give you a 5 AA breakfast mug, Sharon. Thank you. We appreciate uh, you being told what's going on out there. There is another incident that we do have our eyes on. Uh, Darley Road, Newton Road and Gorge Road intersection. Cops, Ambos, the MFS are all there. Truck v car collision. Traffic banked up in all directions. No good. We cross now to Canberra to talk to our great mate, Phil Curie, who is the National Political Editor of the Australian Financial Review. G'day, Phil. How's it going there, mate? Good, fellas. Oh, house on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Tickety-boo. Yeah. Um, how's, <laughs> it all, how's it all going with Alba at the moment? Was that, was that oh, poll yesterday was that of concern, yeah. do you think? Yeah, look, it's the fourth one now since they did the ta- fourth poll now since they did the tax cut backflip, and um, and they've all said the same thing that no, the, the, the unscathed but unrewarded, I think, is, is the takeout. We had one last week, and there's been two news polls and one in the Herald. Um, I think on, on a net basis, you know, <clears throat> the, the, the Labor Party sort of feels a lot better about themselves. So if there's if it's done one thing for them, it's given them their sort of confidence and morale back, but it hasn't really translated yet into um you know in, into the polls. It's going to be a pretty nervous uh, day on this Saturday because of the, the by-election in the Melbourne seat of Dunkley that was caused by the death late last year of uh, Peter Murphy, and um, she died of cancer, poor Peter. But um, it's a it what used to be a Liberal seat, and Labor grabbed it back in I think 2019, and. Um, and it's about 6% margin, but there's a bit of an anti-Morrison element to that margin. So it's going to be really tight. Both sides are saying it's really tight, um, and it would be big catastrophe for Labor if they lost it. I don't think they will lose it. It's very unusual to lose a seat in a by-election, especially if the you know it's caused by the death of a member. It's not sort of one to generate voter anger, but yeah. there's a lot of, lot of nervousness mm. in the Labor Party. The Libs are saying if they get a swing of about 4%, that'll do them. I mean, they need signs of life in Melbourne themselves. You know, Victoria's been hostile towards the Liberals for so long now. So 
Dutton needs a bit of a, you know, he needs a bit of hope down there come the federal election. So both sides are really sweating on it. And if a bad result for Labor, you know, there'll be a bit of, bit of dissent inside the, uh, the government. I suggest, as someone said to me last night, we, um, you know, we just spent $110 billion on a tax cut. You wouldn't want to lose a seat. Yeah, and, and Dun- Dun- Dunkley is your classic middle Australia seat. I mean, if you were to, you know, Labor talks about middle Australia, this middle Australia, that, the demographics down there just straight out of central casting. So, mm. yeah, a lot riding on it. You've crunched the numbers in the fi- in the Fin Review, Phil, on that, uh, that the, this concept that mm. the Libs don't necessarily need a win for this to be a win. If they get a swing of around 4%, they'll take it. What does that look like in the national picture? If you get if they get a four percent swing in Dunkley, hmm. what what's your? I mean, we had fifty two forty eight news poll for the last hmm. three months, but what does that look like in terms of the um, the chances the coalition could form government? Oh, look, I still think highly unlikely. Will they're just so far? They lost so many seats at the last election. It's a it's really a two term job at, at a minimum. They they would need. To win, I think they're on. I lost count because I've got a few defectors lately to the crossbench. But they 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 need to win around twenty seats. Mm. More, you know, and no one's done that since John Howard in '96 and uh, Tony Abbott in 2013. I think won 18, and they, they they were massive landslides against a divided, long-term Labor government. And this one's neither long-term nor divided. And I don't think people are going to be in a mind mm. to throw them out. I mean, politics is a lot more volatile these days. But there's really, you know, you don't get the sense out there people. Want to throw this government out? I, I, I still think the big, yeah, the, the, the next election is going to be whether Labor stays in majority or gets pushed into minority. And you know, it's only got seventy-seven seats, so if they only have to lose three or four, and you're back going capping into the Greens and you know, and all else on the crossbench for support. So I think that's still the most likely scenario. But you know, if Dutton wins ten or twelve seats, you know, you never know. There's seventeen members of the crossbench; not all of them are. A left wing, there might be half a chance he could sort of negotiate a minority government, but very unlikely. I think it's um, you know, it's just for the for the Liberals, the next election's about getting back, getting competitive again uh, for the uh, crack in twenty eight. Mm. Great stuff as always, Phil Phil Curry, the national political editor. David Penberthy and Will Goodings, six to nine, five double A breakfast.